Why do we do the things we do? What makes us choose the good over the bad, the just from the unjust, the moral from the immoral? What makes us come to church on Valentine's Day in the middle of the week for an Ash Wednesday service? Today marks the beginning of the season of Lent, this period of time in which we are called to reflect and to examine our own selves and our own relationship with God, to prepare ourselves for this glorious resurrection of Jesus that we know will occur at Easter. So we all know how the story ends. So why are we here today? Why can't we just skip ahead to something a little more joyful? Well, in the early time of the church, shortly after Jesus's resurrection and his ascension, as the church was still establishing itself and discovering this theology, this way to talk about God, and the ways to experience God through Jesus's death and his life, there was a sense that when Jesus said he was going to return, it would happen very soon, certainly within the lifetime of those early Christians. And the readings that we hear today reflect this urgency. We hear from the prophet Joel that the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. We hear in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, see, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. For these early followers of Christ, there was no opportunity, they thought, to wait, to reconcile themselves with God and with each other. There was an immediate sense that anything that would have to be done would have to be done right now. But as the church progressed, as our understanding of Jesus's life and his death and his ministry has evolved, we don't tend to think about the immediacy of Jesus's second coming on a daily basis, I would venture to say. In today's world, we seem to have lost this urgency to hurry, to make things right, right now. Most of the time, we probably don't even think about our own mortality and our own limited time on this earth, because it's often easier just to live and the here and the now, and not really worry about what will come next. But like clockwork, the season of Lent comes around every single year as this drastic wake-up call in our lives. It manifests itself in the way we worship together as a community, and the way Christians around the world make these adjustments to their lives. These might include fasting, praying, almsgiving, there are many different ways we can add or subtract things from our lives during the season of Lent, and we can come up with all kinds of different reasons for doing them. But the message that we hear from Jesus in the gospel reading we just heard is one that's crystal clear. And that is there is only one valid reason. There's only one factor that should drive all of the choices we make and all that we do, not just during the season of Lent. And that's that we do all things for the glory of God, not for the glory of ourselves. Translating the examples Jesus gave to our community today, 
It might look something like, why do we even come to church? Is it to glorify God? To give thanks for those things that we have and to ask for those things that we need? Or is it to make our parents happy? Or that so others will see us at church? Why do we put so much time and resources into our music program here? Is it so we can be entertained on a Sunday morning? Or we can boast about how good our choir is and our organist is? Or is it so we can glorify God through the gift of music and so they can lead us all in the singing of God's praises? Why do the altar and flower guilds work so hard, cleaning, polishing, arranging, making all of our worship experiences so beautiful every week around our church? Just put one more diamond in their crown? Or is it to glorify God? Why do we shop the places we shop, watch the movies we watch, or vote for the people we vote for? Sometimes the answers to these questions can be hard. And oftentimes, that uncomfortable tension can become the starting place for this renewed and strengthened relationship with God. In just a few minutes, when you approach this altar rail, and you have the ashes placed on your forehead, just as Christians have done for nearly 2,000 years. Remember that those ashes, those symbols of our own mortality and finite time on this earth, those ashes are placed in the sign of a cross. It's on this same cross that Jesus died that we might all be reconciled with and brought into right relationship with God. But also remember that without that death on the cross, there could be no resurrection at Easter. May we all continue to bear witness to this cross. And may God continue to guide our hearts and our minds through this very holy season of Lent.